Yo, Pod! This is Meet Mitch, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Who wants to jump in, everybody? Love to have you, whether it's through a phone call or an email. If you don't know how to do that, here's your info. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, a longtime sponsor of the show, somebody who was on just as the pandemic hit, and uh, we talked to them about supply chain and uh, some other items that were happening. They were actually a company that ventured out into that last bastion of HPBA-ness. And I think we're one of the few that also closed up shop pretty quickly thereafter once they arrived there in New Orleans for that expo. With a announcement of not one, but two brand new products, we will be rejoined in the 14 past the hour segment with Ted Codrad from Fireboard. If you're following me on social media, you saw the post that I made about the new products a couple days ago on my show page. If you're not liking me over there, make sure that you do that. I'll give you that info here in a second. 35 past the hour, and because it is the fourth Tuesday of the month, that means it's going to be bringing a visit from the bristly barbecue journalist himself, Derek Riches, from DerekRiches.com. Three or four different topics to follow, uh, to talk with Derek about. Number one, bristle brushes. Do you follow Derek? You'll know that he is on a hotly contested mission to ban this world. Not only the country, but ban the world of bristle brushes for cleaning your grills. Doesn't want anything to do with them. Doesn't want people to make them dangerous. He'll lay out the whole plan for us. We'll also talk about the liquid propane gas bottle exchange versus refill. Now, if you're an old-timey person here to the Live Fire show, you've already heard this before, but for all the new folks or the medium new folks that are just lumping in here to the fold, We want to make sure that you're up to speed on this. There was a lawsuit a number of years ago that spawned this whole deal. 
but there was a little crafty, malfeasant business practice that was going on with, I think it was Amerigas or Blue Rhino, definitely Blue Rhino, maybe not Amerigas, but Blue Rhino was sued and uh, shenanigans were unveiled. But there's a vast difference, pounds and pounds of difference between exchange and refill. We'll talk about it. Also, I'll get Derek's take on who he thinks will go into the Hall of Fame for barbecue next uh, tomorrow. That would actually next live show. So that's your first hour. Second hour, of course, since it is the fourth Tuesday, embedded correspondents are refiring the malfeasance of the live fire industry. And we will also be talking about the Barbecue Hall of Fame, who we would be putting in. We'll go through the panel. We'll get everybody's top three. We'll see if we can't come up with a quorum of who the Barbecue Central Show Hall of Fame votes would be. And then we will also figure out who number four would be because as great and wonderful as those first three who we will reveal tomorrow exclusively here on the show. Isn't there any portion of you that wants to know who number four is? The bridesmaid, as it, that's the name I want to know. It's like when King of the Smoker was happening. Certainly, you wanted to finish first or second, top ten, whatever. You didn't want to be dead ass last. So, as Sterling would commonly joke for those ten years that it was going on, people were racing to get the results list to see. Who was at the bottom of the results list? So we're not looking for the bottom, but four? I think that would be interesting. I wonder who four is. I don't know if we're going to get that information. Something we'd like to know. But we'll have four here this evening for the first part of the Embedded Correspondence. And then we will run out the finale of American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition. That's right. It's going to be fast. It's going to be furious. There's going to be a lot, a lot of bad singing. Believe me, I've produced the duet, which may or may not uh, may not make your ears bleed. And then Ricer and myself will be singing live for the finale, for your votes. And we will find out in a week's time who will be overall American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition champion. So we're looking forward to getting that accomplished here this evening. Again, your phone calls and emails if you are so interested to take part. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com and 216-220-0966. Don't forget, you can also follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, which there's also a live video feed when the show is live, 9 to 11 on Tuesdays. And as I had mentioned previously, programming note, tomorrow there will be a live Barbecue Hall of Fame show at 3 p.m. Eastern, where we will announce live. We'll do it live. Exclusively on the show, the Hall of Fame class for 2020. Who will it be? Shoot me your thoughts in the chat while we're rolling here through this evening. Who is your top three out of the semifinal list of nine? I want to know. We'll fit them in during the show as we can. Get yourself on record now. And again, that's 3 p.m. tomorrow. That's Wednesday, and we will be live. We'll do it live. That's right. We will do it live. Do it. Do it live. Email from a listener. Howdy, Greg. I love your show. I've enjoyed listening since 2013. Long-time listener to the show. Most of your guests are great, accomplished people. They are barbecue cooks, and in the case of Stephen Reichlin, an expert on world cuisine, unquestionably. However, 
your show is about barbecue and grilling that we all enjoy. I get that we all come from all walks of life, political views, and so forth. Would you mind asking Stephen to keep his to himself? It is readily apparent that the man hates the president. He is certainly entitled to his opinion. However, your show is about barbecue and grilling and bringing people together. I've noticed that every time Stephen is on, he feels the need to take a poke at the political right. Does he think that this will bring anybody to his viewpoint? Meathead is left of center, however, manages to be respectful of both positions. Greg, you have the best barbecue show there is. I really appreciate the hard work that you put in. And hell, you sell my favorite brand of truck for a living during the day. That doesn't hurt either. Thanks for all you do. Sincerely, Alexi. Alexi, first, thanks for writing it. Thank you. Alexi, I appreciate the time that you have taken to write me this email. And here's my answer to you. Will I tell Stephen Reichland to not express his political or personal views on this show? I have the answer. The answer is no. I'm not going to tell him that. If Stephen wants to come on the show and at some point during his segment, say that he is a fan of X or he is not a fan of X, that is certainly his prerogative. Now, if it's an incredibly brash pop shot, I might question it. I've done that. But it's certainly up to him if he wants to. So what you need to understand is this. If somehow this makes you a fan of not this show because Stephen Reichlin, for instance, last weekend made some reference to, I don't want to be loose with the details. We have somebody in the White House is doing that. If that comment makes you less of a fan of this show, then I apologize. We're probably already at a crossroads. Since 2013, this is the item that is stuck in the craw because he makes a, a shot or gives an opinion on the political landscape. And it's not all the time. It really isn't. If you go back through and listen to Stevens, all of his segments, rarely he's he's maybe made reference to PBS once. Couple shots at the president, I guess. But he's not sweeping over the political right. I think he's taking an opinion shot at the president directly. And if that's not your cup of tea, and that affects you watching this show, which I hope it does then that's too bad. But I think you might want to send an email to Stephen Reichlin, the guy that you have a problem with. Dear Stephen, I enjoy you on the Barbecue Central show. Stop giving your political opinions at every turn. That's probably where it's going to do most good. I'm not going to tell my guests what they can or cannot say. If they are alienating a certain portion of their fan base because of it, That's certainly on them. But I appreciate you listening since 2013. Longtime fan. That's great. You know who's a longer fan than you, Alexi? The Barbecue Guru. That's right. Creators of automatic pit temperature control devices. We love them. Always believing that outdoor cooking can be easy and fun. Because it is. With the use of 
automatic temperature control devices if you so choose, or they have grills that you can choose from. They have a shotgun cooker, which is more of a cabinet style, insulated. They also have the monolith, which is a ceramic cooker with a built-in power draft fan. So if you have a controller already from the Barbecue Guru, easy enough to hook up. Away you go. It's kind of like a sous chef right in your backyard. Keeps the temperature right where you want it. Minimal effort. You now have tasty, juicy meals each and every time. Because it's all about consistency and the products that you're putting on the table for everybody to eat. Look like a hero. Do it easily. Barbecue Guru. Website, bbqguru.com. Phone number 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. And by the way, I got my hands on uh, Bob's brand new rub and sauce products. One is the Maddie's Steak Rub, which I'm looking forward to trying out. And then, if you're a fan of wing sauce, you're in for it. Mighty Mitch's Wing Sauce. All there under the Having a Barbecue brand from Bob Trudnack and the folks over Barbecue Guru. So if you're looking for a new wing sauce or a new steak rub, you might want to give it a try. Ted Conrad is up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All the Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the circuit for... Verification worldwide. Backyards as well. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. My first guest tonight, leading the remote thermometer sector with our Fireboard products, which is an absolute incredible tool, especially if you love tech and you love to monitor multiple items over one source. Tonight, it's new product announcement time, amongst other things, so we race with Holland. And welcome back, friend of the show, Ted Conrad, joining me. Hey, Ted. Hey, Greg. How you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous, Ted. Appreciate you making time, as always. And let's start here. You know, we talked mid-March-ish, you know, right after the coronavirus hit, and you were filling us in at that point on supply chain and how that was treating you and if it was affecting making fireboard products and fulfilling orders, logistics, all that crap. So uh, now that we're a number of months past that initial interview, how have those eight to 10 weeks run for fireboard? Were there any hangups? Were there any delays in shipping and all that good stuff? How's it going? Yeah. Well, you know, in March, it was kind of funny because we, of course, as you know, we'll talk about more tonight, but we're coming out with our new, our new thermometer tonight. So the, uh, and back in March, I didn't want to get into all the details of getting those supplies over here, but it's, 
it's been a little wild. Um, mm. Anybody who's following like the logistics world, air freight. Well, of course, you know, there's air freight and there's ocean freight, right? So air freight typically will ride underneath, you know, the airplanes of all the passenger aircraft. Yep. So as, as everybody realizes, there's really not that many passenger aircraft these days. So That's right. The, yeah. The problem is, I mean, we've gone from, I would say like two or $3 per kilogram or for a kilogram all the way up to like $10. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy, it's all, you know, three to four times, maybe even five times the price of the normal air shipping costs. So it's, wow. it's really outrageous. Now, the other thing is, Greg, most people can try to get ahead of it. <clears throat> and if they can go out and like get their ocean shipments booked ahead of time, and they can, you know, for the most part, ocean freight hasn't been affected that much. You know, there is a whole slowdown in China, um, which kind of opened up more capacity on a lot of these boats. But the the air is where it's really hit, and unfortunately for us, you know, we're we're trying to rush through this product launch and everything. So that's been air freight's pretty uh, pretty nuts right now. If you were going to go on a boat, uh, is that something? Well, it's not. Is that that's something you have to account for in shipping time? So uh, freight through the air is going to be substantially quicker over the boat. It could be what twenty days, thirty days, or something like that. So you would have to account for that type of a time travel before you could get your stuff to make your stuff to send out to people. Yeah, I mean it's it's anywhere. Ocean's probably like twenty days, but it could take maybe thirty days, depending on you know once it hits the port. Usually, like in Los Angeles, you know sometimes it's rail all the way. You know where we are in Kansas City, sometimes it's rail, sometimes it's just ground trucking. So there's sort of a few details, but yeah, you have to plan at least like twenty five days. Now, air, you know if you're if you have people working for you, like the logistics side efficiently, you can probably get air in like three, four, five days. You know, typically it's like maybe six or seven days. So it's, it's obviously much faster. Um, We, we are in this situation now where we have to go air because we've been pedaled to the metal on several projects. And so as soon as the, the factories and the, whatever we're buying overseas, as soon as that stuff is ready, we have to get an air shipped over very quickly. And then as we go forward, we'll plan out, we'll stage our orders so that we account for that 25-day extra shipping time. Ted Conrad joining me here on the show from Fireboard. Fireboard.com is the website if you want to check it out. And now it's time where we reveal not one, but two new products from Fireboard. So that's very exciting. Now, uh, you can currently... Three, three products, right? Uh, three products? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Three products. How about that? Not only is two oh, good, yeah. three is better, always. Now, uh, I know for the Fireboard, or the new Fireboard units we'll talk about here in a second, they're currently available to pre-order. Uh, the date on the website says available June 8th. Is that a firm or is that a, a moving target? Yeah, no, it's it's firm. We have everything that we need. Um you know, there's a, there's a, I guess the only wild card is just how many pre-orders do we get, you know, cause we're, we're ramped up for production. We're, we're building stuff. Literally we, we started to, to go forward with that today. Tomorrow's going to be full on production mode. Um, so the only question is if we just get a, a huge, huge, huge unplanned amount of pre-orders, I mean, it could be just, your orders might, might slide a little bit, but I mean, we're June 8th is, 
Sorry, Ted. I think I lost you there. You said June eighth was the was the plan there. Yeah, June eighth okay. is still good. Yeah, June eighth is is still firm. And uh, yeah, we're we're cranking away on that date. We have all the stuff that we need to make that date happen. So we're I think we feel pretty good about June eighth. All right, uh, Ted Conrad joining me here on the show. So Fireboard two and Fireboard two drive. And before we get into these units, let's talk about what makes them unique. And are these replacing anything that is currently on the product's portfolio? Yeah. You know, we started the company um, with Fireboard. We just called it the Fireboard. And as you as you know, you've used the product. I mean, that, yep. that's been the main thing that we've had for the last, you know, three, four years. We felt like it was time to refresh and to, to try to improve on what we had originally built. I guess, you know, aesthetically, I think you look at what we have now as the the new Fireboard, if you will, the new Fireboard 2. Aesthetically, I think this, uh, the case, you know, the screen is really nice. If you will, like the industrial design, I mean, I, I love the design aspect of this stuff, just thinking about how you make a product, the plastics, you know, the, the CNC machine, like we actually have a, this is an aluminum CNC machine bezel that goes around here. Um, you think about, there's actually a little plastic, we call it a light pipe, but it's a curved piece of plastic that brings the the little light from the circuit board up through a channel Hmm. and then it channels it up into this metal bezel. You know, so those are the design details that I think have gone into this product that we've had a little bit more time to make this, if you will, kind of a refined uh, product as close as we can to making this a really, really top notch, uh, you know, perfect product, if you will. And I think we've, we've kept many of the same things we had in the first one. We have six channels. Um, you know, we still have the auxiliary port to run accessories off of. And the app and the, I think you find that the Fireboard experience doesn't really change. But I think from the product perspective, it's just a much better product. Uh, that the screen is much larger. You know, we have built-in weather protection, which is really nice. Uh, and then the which is really, really nice for people. And we've actually seen a huge, over the last year, I think it's been kind of organically spreading People have been talking about how Drive works. I think people love using it. We haven't really, I feel like we haven't really marketed Drive that much, but people have really enjoyed using it. So this has built-in Drive technology. So that's that's been that's been fun to when we're finally able to get this out there. We're we're excited about getting it out there, Greg. So both Fireboard Two and then there is the other product, Fireboard Two Drive. Does one not have the Drive option, or or both of them have Drive? And and perhaps the <clears throat> one Fireboard Two. I don't want to get convoluted here, but Fireboard Two Drive does that uh, then also include the fan or or some other accessory that the Fireboard Two doesn't? <clears throat> yeah, I mean the main difference the, the Drive. If you look at you know, if you get down to the actual circuit board level, there's a decent amount of cost that goes into the components to make drive work. I mean, it's a variable voltage output, you know. So if you think about this, the fan that you're driving, right, you can go anywhere from three volts all the way up to 12 volts. It's variable speed. Mm. And, you know, Fireboard, 
is unique also because we're able to drive a fan off battery. So you've got to have some pretty complex circuitry. You've got to take the battery voltage and boost that up to maybe 7, 10, 11 volts. Uh, furthermore, you have to be able to take a 12-volt input and drop that down to 3 volts if you're only wanting 3 volts. So there's all these different power scenarios, and we've built that in. So to make a long story short, the drive version of the Fireboard 2 does have quite a few more components. Mm. So we're selling that at a higher price point. And then the lower price point model does not have built-in drive. Mm. So we, we don't put those components on the board. So we save that cost. We can keep the retail price lower. We kind of retain that 189 price. So people can get into a Fireboard at 189 just like they always have. Yeah. And then they they can add the drive cable later. It plugs into the aux port. They can do that later if they want to. So it kind of preserves their ability to upgrade over time. So I think it just gives people options in the market. The implements that you put into this second generation of Fireboard, uh, Fireboard how much is a customer-driven request or input from the market and how much is stuff that you guys at Fireboard have just wanted to put in a next generation of Fireboard? It's both. I mean, it, you find it basically overlaps. I mean, I think our customers are using the product, but but we're using the product also. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're grilling and we're having fun, you know, using the product all the time. So I think, you know, having a built-in weather-resistant case, if you will, having the ability to just leave it out there. We've had, gosh, I don't know about you, Last few days, Greg, it's been nonstop raining here in Kansas City. Oh yeah. So it's uh, I've left I've left this guy out of my patio for the last three days. So on purpose. Uh, yeah, you know. Right. So it's it's one of the things where you you just you want to it needs to be simple to use. You don't have to think about oh you know is it going to get wet? You're going to worry about a storm coming through. So that that's been our goal. Uh, and then the the screen you. Jason, the guy who's on our team that's that's unbelievable with firmware and writing all this stuff, like, you know, the, the display logic and whatnot, you can see there's a graph of the actual temperature over time. Mm-hmm. And having that, you know, we've, we've focused on temperature data on our mobile app, on the Fireboard app, which is huge. But to be able to walk up to the screen and just see what's been going on, you know, you're in the middle of doing something. You don't want to pick up your phone. And it, that's that's really handy. So not to mention this really nice, large view of the temperature, yeah. you know? So let me play so, yeah, uh, Let me play. Let me, let me play devil's douchebag here just for a sec. Great <laughs> big screen, big temperature readout, uh, the, the graph. Why do I need that? if I have all of that on my phone already with a really cool app, or it can also be on my laptop, are we not going into some type of an overkill? Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it is that fireboard experience doesn't change at all. So you're absolutely right. I mean, the people that, that what is 70, 80% of the time, if you're watching this on your phone, that's absolutely right. I mean, that experience is going to be no worse, no better but it's going to be still a really great experience that way. And then I think on top of that, now we have the ability to sell a product that I feel like just has a, a much more marketable aesthetic uh, aspect to it, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, I think 
building a product that people like to look at. People think that this has really been engineered. You know, the mechanical design, the industrial design is really top notch. Um, I mean, to me, that's important, right? I mean, we need to be, you know, the, the original fireboard had some holes kind of on top. And we had two buttons on top. Yep. Well, you know, you leave it out sitting on your on your patio and the rain comes in, the water gets through those little holes. So there's there's little design elements like that that I think, you know, you know in the very beginning we had to do just to get it out there. But making it better, you know, making a better product is always the right answer, I think. <clears throat> All right, so two last questions before I let you go, and I appreciate the time. Um, there were three, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get all three in. So let me ask this question. I, who know nothing about the world that you live in, would say that when is the fireboard without any wires coming? Something akin to that uh, ripoff meter Kickstarter program that's generated $758 million and has produced like two products. Uh, my embedded correspondent, yeah. it took two years for him to get blah, blah, blah. But how come we can't make something like that, but actually get it introduced to the public? That seems like it would be a knockout punch to the industry. <clears throat> yeah, and and so, Greg, you just mean in general, just a, just another wireless probe that works pretty well? Yeah, I mean, like instead of having the six wired probes that you have, which are really great quality and stand up to the high heat, how come we can't make something, and by we, I mean you, uh, eliminate the wire so I can just stick it in and, and have a wireless experience that way. Yeah. Yeah. The What I always come back to is you think about putting electronics and a battery inside of your grill and inside of meat that <laughs> theoretically the meat temperature is not going to go above like what, 200, 210 or something yeah, like that. right. But uh, steaks, obviously, less than that. It just feels like it's a recipe for a more complicated product to support. Um, I, I probe that doesn't have all those electronics and batteries and whatnot inside of it. So we've we've thought about that, and I think that's definitely something that we would love to do down the road at some point. Um, but there's, you know, there's there's some balance of like, you know, building a product that's reasonable cost and that's robust, so you don't have support issues down the road. We yep. want we want for this product to work, not for just a few months, but for several years when people buy the product. Um, today, you know, if, if your if your temperature probe that we sell you with the kit breaks, you can buy their temperature probe for $15 and it's no problem. You know, the ther- thermometer is great. Technology is great, but you just buy a new thermometer, you buy a new temperature probe and you're good to go. So when you bury all that complicated circuitry inside of your grill and which gets up to 700 and 800 degrees, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely a problem we're thinking about, but it's something we've You know, we've- uh, Ted, last question before I let you go tonight and appreciate the time. Tomorrow on this show, we will be unveiling exclusively the three members that will be making it into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, uh, being a student of the barbecue game as you are. I'm sure you have seen the list. Do you want to give 10 Conrad's 2020 Barbecue Hall of Fame uh, inductees? Yep. So, Great. Yeah, you and my... Yeah. 
Here we go. You want my top three? Is that what you want, Greg? Yeah, these would be the three you would be putting into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So I think my number one is going to be Meathead. And I've. Wow, I've got we. A, I've got a, Look at you. Yeah. All right. I've got a story on that, but I don't know if you have time or want to dig into that. But. Uh, Does it involve Aaron something Franklin, illegal? <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing bad at all. Nothing oh, at darn. all. I just. You know, the short the short story is I just got started, you know, I barbecue just kind of thinking about this hobby and even just before we even started the business, you know, I started reading, you know, Meathead's blog, just like a lot of people do. Sure. And so he's done a tremendous job with writing content. You know, I think his passion is is obviously barbecue and writing this content. So he's done such a great job. I mean, it, you type in your barbecue ribs, I mean, you find his stuff at the very top. So that's a testament to how he's built his business. It's it's great. Yep. All right, number two. <clears throat> number two, I would say Aaron Franklin. Wow, Aaron Franklin. All right, popular, <laughs> no doubt. Yep. Number three, and rounding out the class three, of 2020. Desiree Robinson. All right, look at you. We're, we're a lot alike, I got to be honest. We're at least two, uh, two-thirds of, uh, of like-mindedness. When it comes to the Hall of Fame, uh, and we will reveal tomorrow. In the meantime, head on over to Fireboard.com. Make sure that you're pre-ordering the Fireboard 2 or the Fireboard 2 Drive, depending on what your level of tech and uh, wisdom might be. And don't forget, you got a more robust chassis. Leave it out in the rain. Ted has done it here on purpose the last couple of days. No issues. And uh, especially, you know, Father's Day is coming up, so you know that would be a great gift for the live fire dad in your life or a wives, or if you're listening, your husband's looking for a cool gift. Obviously, Ted, this is something that we should be pressing really hard, right? Yep. Yeah, we're we're rolling out the uh, the Father's Day stuff this week. Uh, we found obviously it's a great gift. You know, dads love it. So oh. yeah, check us out. No, Greg, we we appreciate the time hopping on here and always enjoy your show. Thank you. You got it. There he is, Ted Conrad from Fireboard, and you can. Get him over at Fireboard.com, as always. Wow, Fireboard 2. Just as I was getting used to Fireboard Original, because I stashed it away in my bottom drawer because I'm a dope, then finally took it out and realized, hey, this thing's fabulous. Fireboard 2's out now. Great. Honey, if you're listening, Fireboard 2, it's coming out. Pre-order now. Ready to go June 8th. I like I like Father's Day gifts. Just if you're listening. Derek Riches is in the green room. He's ready to talk. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grill, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Two lines to choose from, a choice line and a prime line. Choice is the original. So you get the same cookers size-wise and name-wise, except the choice has... Jimbui, Daniel Boone. Then you have a prime line, a little bit more robust on the chassis build, like Ted was talking about with Fireboard 2. A little bit more ro- robust build there over the original Fireboard. You have peaking windows on the main cooking chamber, on the pellet hopper on the prime line. You also have two internal meat probes. If you want to do that Wi Fi technology choice line, no Wi Fi technology, but if you're like me, you're like, ah, screw it. Who really needs a Wi Fi? Seems like on some of these cookers, it doesn't even work anyway. So it's like a big pain in the ass and a kick in the balls every time you try to work it. So if you don't need it, you want to save a couple bucks, you still want to get the same size cooker, you can do Choice Line Green Mountain Grills. If you want the tech, then get the Prime Line. Either or, 
It's up to you. Get both. Two of each. Why not? Pizza oven insert on the Jim Bowie and Daniel Boone will fit. If you want something travel size, that's the Davy Crockett. Sold through dealers. So go to Green Mountain Grill's website, find a dealer near you, go to the dealer, learn more about them. All the dealers are trained to make sure that you're trained. So when you get it home, you're an expert. Everybody's happy. GreenMountainGrills.com. Also pellets and sauces and rubs and other accessories for fun. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back with Derek Riches right after this. Stick around. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, speaking of really cool pellet grills like Green Mountain Grills, let's talk about stuff you should be putting in those pellet grills. Cooking pellets, of course. Premier manufacturer of the best pellets out there today. Cookingpellets.com. Is the place to go to buy. You can also buy Amazon.com if you want. And they fit in all cookers. Don't let people tell you that you got to use these pellets for this cooker. It's illegal. Cooking pellets is the place to go. 40-pound bag sold in most cases. Check it out. All right. My next guest can be found here the fourth Tuesday of the month. You find his writings on DerekRiches.com. So, of course, we're talking with Derek Riches. Hey, Derek. Hey, Greg. How you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time here, as always. And we have some things to get to. First, were you excited? I saw you ducked into the green room uh, many minutes prior to the segment. Uh, are you excited about the new Fireboard 2? Did you just find out about that, or did you have a, uh, a heads up on it? Uh, I talked with them in March, All right. I believe it was, uh, about that, and they were kind of hinting at it, and I think you can... Let's see, right here. There it is. There yeah, is I see it there. Fireboard. Over your oh, left right shoulder. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So are you jazzed about the... Fine. Yeah, well, it's always opposite. So are you jazzed about Fireboard 2? Yeah, I think, it, you know, uh, I like the Fireboard 1. I think it's a, yep. a, you know, it's a really great unit, and I'd love to give this one a try. So, you know, if he's still listening, I'm here. I think you just asked for yeah. something for free. Uh-oh. Wow, we Come on, Dirk. Let's use a little couth. Oh, sorry. This is why you're bristly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Um, Derek Riches has been on the Bristle Brush campaign of 2020. Let's talk about this. Has been actually yes. Go ahead. No, it, this has been 10 years of yeah, this. Yeah, but you made a video, you know, and I'm trying to work an agenda here. I mean, give me a break. So this yeah. has been an issue that many, many outlets have reported on, especially at this time of the year as grilling season comes around. Uh, It's been a particular issue that has driven you for some amount of time as well. So uh, seeing the video that you had released through YouTube a handful of days ago and reading your uh, social media postings about we got to get rid of this, why has this been such an ongoing passion of yours? Well, it's just because it's kind of ridiculous at this point. You know, I mean... This came up literally a decade ago and, you know, people are like, oh, we're going to do something about this. And nobody does anything. I've talked with probably a dozen different companies. I've talked with trade groups and and everything. And they're all kind of like, oh, well, you know, when they get old, people should buy a new one. And it's like, so your solution is to sell more product. And, you know, 
then blame the consumer if they happen to get hurt by it. And I'm kind of sick and tired of the stories because this just keeps coming up. It's like we get, you know, we get into the grilling season mm -hmm. and there's going to be all these news stories about, you know, grilling is dangerous and you're going to get hurt. And it's like, that's not good for any of us. It's not good for the business. It's not good for the manufacturers. It's not good for, you know, you and me. So why not just stop it? That's my point. Just stop. You can stop doing this. Through it's not hard. There are so many alternatives. Through your research, have you, you know? seen statistical data showing the number of emergency room visits or issues that bristles have caused year over year? There was a study put together a decade ago by a couple of doctors, and they found that they could they could verify 130 cases a year, but they only collected data from the emergency rooms of major hospitals. Mm. And they freely acknowledged that they weren't going to Instacares, they weren't talking with doctor's offices, and that the reporting was, you know, very minimal, that, that they may only be getting a fraction of the actual instances. Because most of the injuries are minor, you know, somebody gets stuck in the tongue or in, you know, the side of their mouth or something with one of these. They don't end up in an emergency room, um, but it's just, it, to me, it's just sheer stupidity at this point because we don't need to do this. We don't stop playing this game. So why are bristles allowed? <sighs> is, it, is this it's one just, of those you know, uh, Illuminati, Gestapo type deals where we know that there is, not might be, but there is a better way? These bristles are hazardous. They're left on the right. landscape of the grill. They're being picked up by meat, ingested uh, throughout the uh, the times that you could be eating. Sometimes you have to go to the emergency room. Sometimes you pick it out of your cheek or tongue or upper lip or whatever the case may be. If if we all know, how come there just isn't some kind of a government ban on bristle brushes for the grill? Well, yeah, like the government gets anything done. Um Easy. And I might get an email it. about you taking a shot yeah. at somebody. I mean, come on. I already had that happen early. Uh, here's the deal. Yeah. Congress sucks. I hope you get a lot of emails. Oh, boy. Um, Congress sucks. Breaking news. Good job. Because yeah. <laughs> actually, Congress brought this up in 2012, and they mandated that the U.S. government, uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, look into it. And their solution was, well, what we'll do is we'll test to see if you can pull the bristles out of a brush. And my point was, it's not them falling out. It's them breaking off. Yeah. That's the problem. And they, I've talked with people at Consumer Product Safety Commission, like, oh, we didn't look for that. It's like, uh, please, you know, it's not like this is rocket science. Uh, people use these because they always have. And when you sit there and say, well, we all know about it. Well, we who spend a lot of time talking about barbecue and grilling, we know about it. We've been hearing it over and over again. But you know, every time I put a story out like this or do that, I get emails back from people or messages from people going, I didn't know anything about this, but I just looked in my grill and there's a dozen bristles in the bottom of it. Mm. I'm like, yeah, of course there are. Because... Uh, I guess if, you know, honestly, if you've got a grill and you've been using one of these things for a long time, there's bristles in the bottom of your grill. I guarantee it. And it's only chance that's kept it from ending up in your stomach. 
Is there any? Is there anything that's? Nice. Will there be anything that resolves this, or are we just gonna? Are you gonna continue to write this story over and over again? I hope not. I would yeah. love to just get it to stop. And what it would really take is for a major manufacturer to stand up and actually come out and say, "We're going to stop selling these because they hurt people, and anyone who does sell them is irresponsible hmm. and bad people," and just kind of make just kind of shame them into it. Um, that's really what it takes. I mean, I'd love for, you know, like a major retail chain to come back and say, well, we don't sell them anymore. But every time I bring it up, they're just kind of like, oh, well, people should just buy another one every, you know, a couple of months. And it's like, that costs four bucks. How much profit are you making? Because I can't imagine that this is floating Home Depot. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just a pointless thing. There are very good alternatives out there and we just need manufacturers to kind of stand up and say, we're not going to have them as part of our product line anymore. We're going to go to the alternatives and just have that. And I don't have to keep talking about this and there doesn't have to constantly be, you know, the local news story about the person who just came out of the hospital. It's it's just it's just lunacy at this point. Derek Riches can be found writing for DerekRiches.com. The other thing I wanted to talk about tonight, Derek, is liquid propane. And uh, for the folks, okay, so for uh, all of us Barbecue Central Show historians, we know about the bristle brush situation. Oh, we've probably also heard about the 20-pound liquid propane bottle exchange or refill. Well, I think a lot of people find it's very easy to go to Home Depot or Walgreens now or my Giant Eagle grocery store or the Ace where they have the cage of available propane bottles that are full. Mm -hmm. So you swap it in and out. You pay your 25 bucks or whatever it is, and away you go. Well, little do you know, that's a 20-pound bottle with 15 pounds of propane in it because that's an actual regulation. So is the law that an exchange was only regulated then to 15 pounds instead of the 20, or was that when the that overfill protection thing went in that it dropped to 15? How did it work out? Well, the overfill protection became an industry standard in 2000. Um, and, and one, a 20-pound bottle, a 20-pound propane tank holds 17 and a half pounds. It's kind of like a 2 by 4 isn't 2 by 4 inches. It's, yeah. you know, 3 and an a half and whatever. Yeah. So you can get about 17 and a half pounds in one unless it's, you know, but protein, propane can, uh, is it different volumes at different temperatures? So if it's really cold, you can get more in there than if it's really warm. But when the exchanges started coming in, they started filling them at 15, never told anyone that they didn't say, Oh, we're only filling these to 15. There wasn't a regulation for it either. Mm. It wasn't like they were following the law. They tried to insinuate that there was, and then they tried to push for there to be one, but you can still fill a 20-pound tank at 17 and a half pounds. But if you go to a, an exchange tank, there's 15 pounds. And now they are they have to actually say that. There, there was a class action lawsuit. Yes. And they lost. And if you bought from Blue Rhino or Feral Gas, somewhere between 2011, 2014, uh, you might be due compensation. Call your lawyer. Um, 
it's probably like a buck yeah maybe two but i mean the point of the matter is the gas company decided they were just going to stick it to you and not tell you hoping that nobody would be any of the wiser right i mean i I guess they just figured that most of us would never go wow i'm just going through a lot more propane than i used to right um but people noticed because it very quickly came up with i went and i filled this tank at you know, a reputable refill location and I weighed it versus the one I just got from the exchange and it's two and a half pounds, three pounds lighter than, than the other one. So people noticed it. Um, but there is actually another kind of another side of it. And that is that Amerigas um, was found that on their tanks, they had a valve in place and, and they're all actually really the same company. Amerigas, Feral Gas, Blue Rhino, they're all it's all the same yeah. consolidation of companies. Um, their valve won't empty the tank. I mean, hmm. you, you can't get all of the propane out of a tank, but their valve was designed to keep a pound or two inside of it still. Wow, we. So you got fifteen. You got fifteen pounds, and you could get maybe thirteen, thirteen and a half pounds out of it. So they were kind of stealing four pounds off of you no doubt and yeah and plus you know i recognize it's convenient i mean you know and in a lot of places now you can get somebody to you know you put your empty tank out on the front porch or on the curbside and truck will come by and pick it up and give you a full one you know but you pay for it yeah um i kind of priced it right now going right around where I am is a refill is going to be about 16 bucks. You're 20 something at an exchange. If you want it delivered, you're up to about 28, depending upon how, where you are and what their routes are. I can't even get delivery here. Confusing. I don't get, I have to take it somewhere. I don't have any, uh, you know, delivery like the milkman. Well, and, and the, the service where I live down here in Austin, um, they want you to subscribe to a monthly service. Of course. Everything's <laughs> so a monthly subscription month? anymore. Spotify, your yeah. uh, liquid propane, uh, Blue Apron. Like propane by Netflix. Right. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's all tying wow. in together. Oh, great. So uh, it's it's a way of making a lot more money on on a fuel that is kind of a waste product of the refining process. Hmm. I mean, you know, we get propane from oil. The gasoline and the diesel from the oil is what makes all the profit. The butane, the kerosene, the propane, uh, that's kind of bonus money for refineries. Um, but yeah, the companies out there just figuring out how to squeeze a couple extra bucks out of everybody but, on every propane that's right. tank. Profit is not a dirty word in business. Uh, Derek Rich is joining us here no. on the show. All right, so uh, let's transition here for the last uh, minute or so. I was just talking with Ted Conrad from Fireboard. As you know, he gave me his list of Barbecue Hall of Famers. We'll be revealing that, by the way, exclusively here on the show, 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Uh, You are well up on barbecue issues. Uh, Did you have a chance to review the nine semifinalists? Uh, Yeah, I looked through the list. Tonight, will you Um, be revealing Derek Rich's three Barbecue Hall of Fame inductees? Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Number one, in no particular order, well, of course. Let me just let me just preface this oh, by no. saying that Qualifying? this is a Hall of Fame. Yes. And who goes in the Baseball Hall of Fame? The best ever. The best 
players. Yes. So I think that the Barbecue Hall of Fame should be for the best barbecue cooks. The Period. Who are in the smoke. Yeah. Okay. We have other, look, we've got, there's other awards from other groups. If you want to have a serious Hall of Fame, then it should be about the people who are in smoke every day cooking barbecue. And that's my opinion on it. And people who really res- reflected the traditional barbecue. So I would pick Desiree. Um, okay. I think that we like Desiree. No doubt. It's, you know, we've got Memphis barbecue. We've got a longstanding tradition, but also it's a, you know, it's a family oriented business. It's part of the community. That to me is very traditional barbecue. All right. Number two. Um, I think I think that Rodney Scott. All right. And, Scott. you know, what he's been doing with Carolina barbecue, which, you know, is needs to shine more. I mean, when Texas barbecue is fine, but, you know, we need variety. <laughs> Easy, pal. You're in Austin. Don't uh, don't gloss over. Yeah, that. I know. Wow. We I know. I, uh, I realize that. Yeah. I, you know, All someday right, I'll drive by Aaron, Aaron Franklin's place. But <laughs> number three. After after that, yes. I'm kind of kind of torn. Um, I'm going to go. I would say like uh, maybe John Davidson. You would say like John Davidson, that, or are you going to say John Davidson? I'm, I'm I've got a tie. No, no bullshit. John, we don't do ties on yeah. the show. We're courageous. Okay, let's go. All right, pick you one. wanted a you wanted a runner up, a fourth, right? So I'm going to go <laughs> with three. Would be John Davidson. All right, just because Oklahoma the whole, Joe. Like you know, it. Oklahoma Joe, all, right. all of that sort of stuff. Yep. And after that, maybe Darren, uh, maybe after that, Darren Worth. All right, Darren Worth is the bridesmaid. like it. Darren Worth. I'm keeping track here uh, also in the chat. Wow. All right, well, that's great <laughs> stuff, and appreciate the stories, the insight. Uh, we will all say, and I will second, the uh, bristle brush, don't buy that stuff. Get that weak stuff out of here, as Austin Carr would say. Plenty of other great options out there. I just ordered... Uh, uh, my dad, the Grill Rescue Pad. You see that real beefcake dude, uh, you know, brushing. No no bristles. It's, it looks like it gets wet, too, and it steam cleans. It's supposed to be uh, stops bullets, too. So if you're really yeah, good, no, like, flipping it up, if you're getting That's... shot, you can save your life. So I'm pretty excited. Right. I mean, it was catch 50, bullets with it. It's 51 bucks uh, for one unit after shipping. So, Dad, I hope you enjoy that. I'm never buying you another da- Father's Day gift again for at least five years. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. I'll report back on how it works. Okay. Right. I'd love to hear that. All right. We'll see how it goes. In the meantime, you catch up with Derek over at DerekRiches.com and check him out here on the fourth Tuesday of every month. Derek, always appreciate the time. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. See you, you in a month. There he is. Derek from DerekRiches.com right there. Yes, sir. I thought he was going to flake on me. Man, I was going to get pissed. He was earning his way right off the... The regulars have to bring it strong. We got to bring it strong. World famous Oklahoma Johns. No. Joe John Davidson. (laughs) Joe John Davidson is his name. Right, we're uh, wrapping up the first hour. I got to keep that second hour. If you want to jump in, give me your uh, whatchamacallit. Give me your top three in the chat. 
Backyard Barbecue Show wanting to know where did all the chicken sandwich hype go? No shit. Gonzo. Hey, Kinger, I got one better. Who has benefited the most from coronavirus sparking up when it did? Answer, Weber. That smoke fire was on fire in the form of bad press. Coronavirus hit. You have not heard shit about the Weber smoke fire. Period. Easily the company that has benefited the most from a PR standpoint as coronavirus is considered. That's going to be an end-of-the-year story for me, too, by the way. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Discussing barbecue topics at breakneck speed and with expert accuracy or later from the this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously monitor I'm sorry connect via Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or Bluetooth if you want if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant, you're in mega luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. And don't forget, as Ted Conrad had introduced in the first segment of the show, there is now Fireboard 2 and Fireboard 2 Drive. So if you want something a little bit more updated, you want the latest tech Fireboard 2 and Fireboard 2 Drive are the ones you want to real sexy and robust outer shell. Weather resistant. Ted left his out on the deck for two or three days on purpose in the rain in Kansas City with no issues. Buttons integrated on the side now. Still six channels. Really cool sexy display screen. Both graphing and big numbers. They also had a flashing LED light. Great stuff. Get over there. Fireboard.com Thanks again to Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. We're inviting you to throw away all of your bristly brushes. Stop that. No bristlies. Nobody weighing in on the instant chat with their Hall of Famers. So they either don't care or they're too askeered to give me their thoughts. We'll figure it out as we run through the break here. Second hour is coming up. Plenty to get to on the other side. If you want to jump in, hit me up, 216-220-0966 or greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. We are back right after this. Stick around.